We actually spent a lot of time talking about how do we make sure the lives of our employees continuously improve their experience despite the external factors that we can't control. Mm -hmm. When you care deeply about your employees, I think that is something that will that will never change. That's deeply rooted in our DNA and we'll continuously do that. Welcome to Humans of SaaS. I'm your host, Ben Wynn, and on this show, I talk to entrepreneurs, innovators, and leaders from the tech industry who each have a unique and compelling story to share. Today, my guest is Catalyst CEO and co-founder, Edward Chu. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's been a long time. And last time when we recorded the very first episode, I was at my house in Toronto, and you were um, huddled up here somewhere, and it was remote, and now we get to be in person. Yeah, I was in a much smaller apartment with uh, a baby that was 12 months younger, I guess. So a bigger screamer. Now she doesn't scream. Now she just freaks out. But excited to be here. Well, so other things that were happening at that time that we talked about, we talked about Kevin was, you know, just recovering from COVID. He was out of the hospital, but he wasn't back at work at that point. We just raised the Series B. You just raised the Series B. I take credit for it, but I joined a week <laughs> after. Team had like 35 people, something yep. like that. A few things have changed. Yeah. Thankfully, Kevin is, is doing very, very well. You know, he's he's still a bright spot, at, uh, a survivor story for, for Lenox Hill Hospital. In terms of the Series B, we still have a lot of that money. So that means we're... <laughs> we haven't burned through it all yet. We've been frugal. Yeah. Giving everybody a week off was a great way to save cash, actually. That was my secret strategy. <laughs> and yeah, I think from our company perspective, we're now almost 100 people. So growing 3x um, in a year is is a lot of hiring, but it's been great for our growth. It's been great for our culture, and it's uh, definitely a very different company now. You know, being CEO of a company with 30 people versus a CEO of a company with 100 people is just night and day difference. I don't recognize everybody. I used to just know everybody's name. Now it's like I got to do a quick, quick search on their Slack profile. Or you just have to really get really good at pretending like you know their name. Yeah, exactly. Just calling a lot well, of people, man, buddy. Luckily, friend. I still do all the onboardings myself, so I get to see everyone at least once and talk with them at least once. So that's cool. Nice. You mentioned the the week off. That was, I think, one of the highlights that that jumps out at me from the last year. Not just getting the week off, but the entire sort of PTO Palooza extravaganza. We already said Palooza, so I don't know if I can fold extravaganza in there. But, you know, we did the party, which was amazing. Like we had almost 200 people outside overlooking Times Square with Catalyst DJ, bar, games. That was a crazy event. That was a crazy event. I got to tell you, um, I was very nervous because uh, I did not tell our our investors beforehand we were going (laughs) to do that. Um, Take the week off or throw a party for 200 people in the middle of the city? Both. But I knew it was the right thing to do. Uh, It was scary because we were going to not ship features. We were going to be delayed on sales, not have enough people to coverage on customers. But it really was needed. I know every single person here really appreciated it. Um, I remember Kyle Clark on the team came up to me and said how much he loved and was thankful of this decision because Part of his biggest stress is not taking time off when the rest of the team is not taking time off. So, you know, there's things going on, you know, there's things you're missing, you know, you're getting Slack messages, but when everyone's off together, uh, it's amazing. And coming up the elevator to our PTO Palooza party, we actually sent the invite to everybody. 
accidentally. So I'll, I'll, I'll own <laughs> Wait, that was one, it accidentally? But, well, so what happened was we had meant to, we sent it out through some of our like community partners and through some Slack forms and things like that. And it got cross-posted a little bit in a couple of places. And I had not set the privacy right on the Eventbrite. So technically... <laughs> anyone in the world could have found it and registered. And it's like open bar, entertainment, you know, great view. And this is during COVID still. So it's like everyone's looking for anything social. So we could have had a lot more random guests, but we, do, we did get a few and it actually ended up being quite nice. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I was riding up the elevator with two people who worked in healthcare. I believe they worked for a hospital. They weren't frontline workers, but nevertheless, they still see the chaos that exists in the hospital and they were saying, hey, um, do you know this party? We're, we're going upstairs right now. We found out on Eventbrite, <laughs> this company that's promoting PTO and mental health. And when we saw it, we're like, man, do we need mental health break because of all the chaos that's happening from COVID? And I was like, I'm so glad you guys are coming. It's going to be a great party, I think. And uh, I saw them at the end of the night. I don't think they knew that I'm associated with Catalyst. And when they saw me speak... Afterwards, they came up, they're like, hey, this is such a great event. Um, it really gave us time to, to take a break and breather, and it was much needed. And look, if we can help healthcare workers in any way as part of our own PTL Palooza beyond the tech community, that was a win-win for me. So great job on, on the privacy settings, but let's <laughs> hey, make sure you don't up? do that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it, it was meant to be. That's, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. What was, the, what was our investors' reaction after you told them, hey, we're shutting down the company for a week? and we're doing this event, and we're doing all this stuff around mental health. They were on board. Our investors know that across their portfolio groups, whether it's True Ventures, Workbench, uh, Spark, Excel, their portfolio companies all took a major hit of attrition. We had a less than 1% attrition rate over the past 12 months. I mean, that's an incredible stat any way you look at it. Mm -hmm. People love working at Catalyst, and it's not by mistake. It's by design. We care about the people that we are here. And look, you can't ask for anything better. To lose 5, 10, 15% of your staff, the amount of effort that it takes to rehire those people, rebuild your culture, make up ground for the work that they're supposed to work on, that cost way more than the week off that I gave everyone and, and the party that we threw. So ultimately, it was the right decision. And I think you know the board collectively saw that as a great investment. And there's nothing better that leaders can do right now than to invest in your people. And that's what we did. Definitely. I think that's been felt across the company and not just with that one week, but just with all of the little things that, you know, the, the people team, especially big shout out to them that they do to foster that sense of culture in person and remotely. And I mean, I come into the office almost every day and yeah, it's partially to escape, you know, my partner and cat who want my attention all day and being in like a one room, one bedroom New York apartment. But the other part is just the vibe. Like I miss people and I love that we have a space where we can come in and it's always fun. There's music, there's events happening, there's people hanging out. And that's that's what I love about it. Yeah, even when vaccines give, I don't know, there's no such thing as 100% protection, but let's just say 99.9% protection. I still think it's going to be a hybrid model, but just mm -hmm. the comfort of being able to come into the office, hang out with your peers, true water cooler chats that exists, being able to have lunch with people. Yeah. That's 3D that's standing that you're standing next to. It's 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 wonderful. So, um, I agree. So speaking of PTO, because we talked about PTO Palooza, you also took two weeks off. I did. I went to Hawaii. First of all, flying with a. Uh, <laughs> 
Did you do the thing where you hand out little Ziploc bags well, and stuff to the people? Flying was a twenty-month-old baby on an eleven-hour flight from New York City to Hawaii is insane. To all the parents listening, if you've never done that, don't ever do that when <laughs> you have a baby. And if you've done that before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And look, I'm gonna admit this on this podcast. Uh, I decided to give baby Dylan just a tiny bit of Benadryl. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Because, because my parents have given me Benadryl, but sure. you know, just a little bit to like help ease her into the flight because I didn't want her to be nervous about the flight. It was her first flight. It's a long flight. Yeah. But more importantly, I wanted her to get some sleep. Well. Afterwards, she did not sleep the entire flight. And I found out from my friend, who is a doctor, that this could have a reverse effect for some babies in which they take Benadryl and they get extra hyper. So that's exactly what happened to us on our flight. She was a menace. She did not sleep for one minute. 11 hours is is longer than most international flights. So that was a brutal, brutal flight. But once I got there, Hawaii is great. I mean relaxing islands, drank Mai Tais every day. Our hotel actually had the Mai Tai bar in, in Honolulu, so it was fantastic. Um, another highlight I wanted to talk about that's happened in the last, well, this one was really recent, but um, getting ranked in the top 50 startups on LinkedIn, uh, by LinkedIn, I should say, for 2021. Yeah. I know that was a shock because even until the minute before, you didn't believe me like I kept for the whole week leading up to it I was like no it's in the email it's in the press release and all this stuff and you still were like skeptical that it wasn't going to happen yeah yeah because when LinkedIn told us they I can't I I, I could have sworn I saw the words uh honorary or or honorary I just I didn't know if we were on some separate list like hey you're one of the best startups but you know we considered you for it but just letting you know you're you're considered you know, it's top 50. Like there are tens of thousands of startups in the United States and we're only now just approaching 100. We're definitely a startup. But uh, in my opinion, like I think we're doing amazing things, but it was just so hard to believe that, you know, we were on top 50. And I'm also very superstitious. So, you know, when things tend to happen, when I have that just a little bit of slight doubt so um it, uh, you know i wanted to make sure that <laughs> so we you're gonna got, lean into the doubt yeah. i'm gonna lean into the doubt and you know we got it and it was re- really really cool i think the entire company was obviously pumped and um linkedin is obviously the number one professional social media that that we engage with the cs community in so um it was very humbling to to get that award from them and obviously on the list of companies on on their a bunch of great companies. Some of them are customers, some of them, you know, products that you and I use on a day-to-day basis. It was, mm-hmm. it was just very cool to be on that list. So if I can go from the other angle, I mean, though, obviously we have a lot to be proud of, but I'm also curious at the same time, there are still things that we need to improve on as a company. So what in your mind are some of the biggest challenges internally, externally that um, you think we can keep pushing the envelope on, not just to make sure that we stay on that list, but that, you know, we move from, I think we're 39th, out of 50 this year up to, you know, get us to that top 10? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would like to be on this list every year. I think one of the things that we do really well on that we need to continue to do well on is being the leader when it comes to advocating for mental health. I think we do do that. I I think we are one of the key companies in this community that not only talks about it, but we're actively promoting it internally. And I think it starts there. Like you could talk about it externally all you want, but if your team is really not embracing that culture, it doesn't really mean anything. So 
I think for us, that's going to be something that we continue to invest in. Uh, secondly, I think for us to really do that, you just got to continue to have a big budget on marketing. I mean, that's the number one reason. Again, the arguments for Pe- me. People love our LinkedIn memes. People love our, our blog posts that we post. People love all the content that we push. And um, look, I, I know the winning formula. I just got to give you and the marketing team unlimited, blank unlimited budgets. Yeah. You guys keep on doing what you got to do. And, and we'll continue to be one of the top engaged brands on, on LinkedIn. And I think the last thing that we should probably continue to improve on is just, look, customer success is the most important function right now in a time of uncertainty. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world that changes the economy every single day. You can see the stock market goes up one week, down the other tremendously. And throughout that panic or throughout those changes, there's one thing that you can always maintain as a constant, which is taking care of the customers that you already have. So this is no longer just a trend. This is a de facto initiative that every CEO is hyper-focused on. It doesn't matter if you are a 100% startup to Fortune 100. So I think for us, as long as we remain as the forefront of that mission, um, the leader of that mission for the community, I think um, we'll continuously be be a top startup in the community. Hopefully. I'm, I'm a fan of the marketing policy. I think there's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you like that yeah, one. That's more money for you. Going to, continuing down the mental health side a little bit, I wanted to ask you because we've had this crazy growth over the last year, both in headcount, in revenue. You know, how are you balancing, or in, uh, both for yourself and for the team, you know, fueling that growth and working sustainably? Yeah, that's such a hard thing. Because honestly, it's not like I've done this before. I've never been the CEO of a 100% startup. Never been a CEO ever. So I don't really know what to expect as we hit 100. I don't know what we what to expect as we hit from 100 to 200. But I do know what my bandwidth is. I do know that I have a baby that is now 22 months old. I do know that I care deeply about her and I want to spend a lot of time with her. Um, I do know that I've gotten used to not missing all the amazing moments because we've been you know, living together and I'm, she's never left my sight. And I just really enjoy that a part of, of being a parent. So yeah, for me, like it's truly focusing on myself first. And look, I love Catalyst. Catalyst is, is my company, it's your company, it's our company, but we can't help our company if we don't take care of our, of our body and take care of our minds. So this morning I woke up, I, I rode the bike uh, just, you know, for 30 minutes. Nice. I was exhausted, I didn't want to do it, but, but I rode it anyways. Um, I drank lemon water. <laughs> I feel really good today. Some other days I'm, I'm not so good, but Every moment I can, I try to remind myself that I should be passionate to myself and I should help myself be as healthy as possible. So um, I think for me, like my advice to everyone, you know, listening to this podcast and and our own team is that uh, work is important. Work, the company that you're, the mission that we're building is, is super great and we're all super passionate about it. But let's always, always prioritize self first. Definitely. I think it's a struggle when you enjoy what you're doing and when you're doing stuff you're excited about, you almost want to keep working. I've, I've definitely run into that before from making memes. Like, I don't mind if I'm making memes at 1 a.m. on a <laughs> Wednesday. Like, it's, you know, if I, it's something I enjoy doing. But, you know, it's having those checks and balances in place. And then also having culture where 
we're not just looking out for ourselves, but where, you know, Mike, our head of marketing will ping one of us if he sees us working late at night or adding comments to a Google Doc or something and shut it down. Look, there are certain memes that you make that I know you made at 1 or 2 a.m. So <laughs> well, I, I don't want you to make memes at 1 or 2 a.m. anymore. Those are crazy memes. So I literally texted yeah. Mike last night at 11.45. And I think the, only, the all the text said was um, 50 Shades of Customer Success, the first erotic calendar in tech. And that was like my 11. That was the text. And uh, I don't think you saw it. I'm, this morning, I'm a CEO. But... I can't even comment on that. I won't even make a sound. I'm thinking maybe an April Fool's thing in the future, but uh, you know, we'll see if we can get there. You know what? You're you're only hurting your budget right now with with these types of ideas. We're gonna need a fire truck. You're gonna be shirtless. It's gonna be great. You're on the bike. It's... All right. All right. All right. Um, so on the bike, I actually wanted to ask you this because I thought it was hilarious. You're on a Peloton. No, actually. Okay. I didn't want to spend all that money on a Peloton, so I bought a similar bike on Amazon for half the cost, but I used the Peloton program, which I like. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm not sure if John Foley, the CEO of Peloton, is going to appreciate us of me saying this, but I'm a, I'm a early stage entrepreneur. I didn't get a Peloton yet. All right, fair enough. I, I just had a funny moment the other night at a community event, and it was like 12 CS leaders around a table, and literally everybody... Like there was a full 20 minute conversation about who each person's favorite Peloton instructor was and why. And there are some <laughs> very intense feelings about like who is the best. And it was a very uh, There's some heated I mean, I'll tell you, the Peloton instructors are, are incredible. They're they're highly, highly motivating. They know what they're doing. That's why. Like, I don't have their bike, but I'm, I'm subscribed to their content. Yeah, it's it's fantastic content. And yeah, it's the only thing to wake me up in the morning sometimes is having like a Peloton instructor yell positive things at me, <laughs> affirmations, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is stupid. And in, inside, I'm like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. I tried the outdoor one recently, and that's cool, too. They have um, an outdoor one? Yeah, it's audio only if you're running. So if I'm running in like Brooklyn, um, I can just plug them in and they'll be like, OK, for this part, like speed up, slow down, like run at this comfortable pace, like. They walk you through it. It's cool. Yeah, that's one thing you won't catch me doing is a physical activity that requires me to leave my apartment. Like, the only reason I ride my bike is because it's right next Stationary. to my bed. Like, easy access. Fair enough, fair enough. Today's show is brought to you by Catalyst Software, the fastest growing customer success platform on the market. Catalyst gives you unmatched customizability, a seamless bi-directional Salesforce integration that takes less than five minutes to set up, and a world-class customer success team that'll be by your side every step of the way. Let's be honest, whatever you're currently using might be good enough, but is good enough really what you're aiming for? Take your CS team to the next level by switching to Catalysts today. To learn more, visit Catalyst.io. And if you aren't looking for a CS platform right now, you should subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn anyways. I make daily memes, we host all sorts of events, and we love to give away our swag, which has been called the comfiest swag in the industry. Again, check out Catalyst.io to learn more. All right, so you know we looked a little back at some of the stuff that's happened over the last year, some of the highlights, things we want or want to work on or excited about. Where are we going to be one year from now? Whew. Uh, one year from now, I believe we will be maybe 200, 250 employees. I hope that we'll be on our way to becoming one of the first unicorns for the customer experience management space. 
I really believe in ourselves as the leader, not just from a product perspective, but also from a community building perspective. Even the event that we hosted the other night where we created a chef's hell's kitchen type of competition for all these CS leaders, loved it when I heard everyone to saying that they've never been to anything like this. And for me, that's important because I think CS right now is the most important function. And in order for us to create that ecosystem, we have to build up the community and um, advocate for those that, that are entering this space and, and wanting to become the next CSM, wanting to become the next uh, chief customer officer. And for me, that's the thing that's most exciting because I went to an event with a hundred other CEOs and there's two things that they talked about. How do you deal with hybrid remote work culture? Mm -hmm. And the other was how do we create incredible customer retention, customer engagement and customer loyalty. And it's a pattern to me that now is the time. I mean, there was sales tech and then there was marketing tech and now is the era of customer success. And um, I'm super excited for all of us to be a part of it. 100%. I, I had the same thing at Saster last week. Every talk I went to, I went to ones that were by CMOs, that were by like it, a lot of marketing ones, a lot of content. Even still, at that point, it was, okay, here's how marketing ties into NDR. Yeah. Here's how marketing ties into retention. Like it was all these talking points I wasn't expecting. You go to the other CS specific talks, you know what you're getting. But it was literally throughout the entire conference, that was the main discussion was NDR, customer retention. Oh, yeah. The, the best customer stories and content that CMOs create come from the customer success organization. That is a critically important relationship. And that's why everyone's not just talking about CS right now. Everyone is operating as CS as the center of everything that they do. And yeah, it's good for good for Catalyst. Absolutely. And it's just good for like people. Like I, I would love if every industry and every aspect had a CS function. Like right now it's this B2B thing, but it more just speaks to like the culture. Like if you go to customer success events, I think the reason they're always so great is because CS is a community of people who their main thing that gives them joy in life is helping other people succeed. And so when you put a hundred of those people or 50 or a thousand of those people in a room, it's a phenomenal room to be in. But if we keep expanding that across not just B2B, but, you know, B2C and B2B2C and all these different ways of doing business. Hopefully it just sort of affects the business culture that we have around us. Well, don't be don't be talking about the secret B2C project that that Catalyst is working on. <laughs> but yeah, I completely agree with that you. That was our like, Retain Me, our dating app. Yeah, for, I mean, uh, customer success is everywhere. I mean, after you fly an airline, the survey that they ask you to fill out, which is, what did you like about your flight? How would you rate your flight? Like all of that feedback comes back into the core systems of both the B2C and the B2B aspects of many organizations. So mm -hmm. I think it's a amazing opportunity and, and I'm glad to be a part of it. One of, one of the cool things I'll mention on that, maybe as a teaser for a future episode that's coming out, we're having on uh, Fred Reichelt who invented the NPS score at, uh, at Bain. And I'm reading his book, new book, which is amazing. It's coming out, I believe next month. And in it, he talks about his own sort of stock index that he created for himself. And the way that he evaluated which companies he was going to be putting in was basically from NPS score data over the last 10 years. And then he matches it in the book and compared to the S&P, um, to the... Uh, A NASDAQ? NASDAQ. NASDAQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's comparing them in his thing. I performed all of them by like 20%. So I was like... That's such a brilliant idea. He should have gone like a cut of every NPS survey <laughs> sent out and he makes $5. He'd be he'd yeah. be richer than Bill Gates right now. Yeah, he'd be up in uh, in space with Bezos with his yeah. own <laughs> NPS origins. 
So some of the things I'm excited about, right? Like, so growing to 200, 250 people next year, you know, expanding the team here remotely and building more aspects of the product and all these things, the company is going to grow and change. But there are certain things that I think we need to hopefully like keep, we need to keep what makes Catalyst a really exciting and interesting place to work. Anyway, that's something that sort of I think about a lot because in talking with other leaders, that's something that fades as we grow. So how are you sort of planning to maintain and hopefully build on the culture as we grow rather than let it sort of disseminate or or lose over the next year and beyond? Yeah, I think culture starts at the leadership team and every leadership team member that we've hired here, doesn't matter if it's leader of sales, leader of CS, leader of engineering, they all care deeply about employee experience and employee culture. And I think that's the reason why we get, you know, top startup awards or, or best places to work awards is because we, every single one of us talk about culture. During our leadership meetings, we're not just talking about roadmap planning or how sales is doing or what's our net dollar retention. We actually spend a lot of time talking about how do we make sure the lives of our employees continuously improve? How do we continuously improve their experience despite the external factors that we can't control? Mm-hmm. When you care deeply about your employees, I think that is something that will that will never change. That's deeply rooted in our DNA and we'll continuously do that. In terms of, you know, how we're gonna improve the the work experience of, of our employees through other channels, like there's going to be a lot of technology requirements that's going to be there. Like, frankly, I don't really know how to operate in a hybrid world. I don't really know how to operate in a world where employees sometimes are moving or, mm-hmm. um, you know, employees sometimes have made the decision to, to yeah, make changes to, to their lifestyle. So I think for, for us, like, that's something that all CEOs are monitoring. And, and, you know, I don't really have a good response for that. Well, I think you're right when you say it starts with the leadership team. I remember the, even the impact that it has on the company um, when you did your Hot Ones video was just like even stuff like that. It may not seem huge, but uh, so for context, we actually this was Kevin's idea because obviously there's some some you know brothers enjoy seeing the other suffer. Um, well, little brothers enjoy little bro- seeing yes, the older brothers brother suffer. suffer. Yes. Um, so it was Kevin's idea. If you haven't seen the the video, the Hot Ones series, uh, it's on YouTube. Um, Wait, we posted that? No, we didn't post yours. Oh, Not okay. Yet. All right, all right. I'm saving it as blackmail. I was like... But it's a basically celebrities go on or actors go on and they're interviewed and, and asked questions while they're eating progressively hotter sauces until they're eating the most ridiculous hot sauces in the world. And so we thought, you know, what better thing to have Edward do in front of our entire company? Uh, was that for a kickoff or was it <laughs> for a special event? It was just a Thursday. No, it was not a freaking Thursday. <laughs> but man, that was hot. Uh, <laughs> The bomb is no joke. That <laughs> is that I, the I mean, last one. Yeah, I, this video is ne- no. It's not the last one actually, but it's the second to last one. But it was still hotter than the last one, or maybe it was so freaking hot that the last one you just can't even feel anything anymore, so you sure. can't even notice. But I will remember. I was sweating so profusely, and <laughs> I, I was remember. my eyes were tearing. And mind everyone, this is over Zoom. I'm in my bedroom. And my wife sees the pain that I'm in and she couldn't help herself. And she yelled over to Zoom and she's like, all right, guys, this has to stop. Yeah, it was it was very funny because the first three sauces, it was like everyone's laughing, having a great time. We're at the office watching it. We're having our own drinks and stuff. And then just 
at around sauce four, I think it was, it just became silent. Like it was, everyone started getting concerned. And then you hear Leslie's voice in the background being like, okay, guys, he's done. He's done. And then you just insisted on pushing through to the end. Afterwards, I was like, Leslie, I am so pissed. Don't ever (laughs) interrupt our all hands and jump in. You don't even work here. She's like, I'm sorry. I was deeply concerned about your well-being. I appreciated it. I mean, we all got quite concerned yeah. as well. I think towards the end, it was like Kevin and one or two other of our sadistic team members that were really enjoying it. And we were, it's like a car crash. Yeah, I we think didn't even those, those guys were, were slightly worried at some point. But yeah, the next 72 hours after that were hell for me. <laughs> well, we won't go into more yeah, detail no, than no, that. No, that's but a... I think the lesson of, you know, being willing the, to look... The lesson of if you want to build great culture, guys, for your company <laughs> is do a hot wings challenge for your team. They will love you for it. But on anything to anything that could be construed as embarrassing, then that makes everyone feel have that psychological safety of okay, this is a place where I can be myself, I can be goofy, I don't have to pretend to be anything that I'm not. This is yeah. safe. Goofy is the best way that you can put. I sh- yeah, I was definitely something else in that video. <laughs> so that video is never going to see the day of light. No, it's definitely getting it. Oh, we'll just cut it down to the best part. Hey, we got to edit well. some of it out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so what's uh, so we're, are we going to bring that one back or no? We have to up our ante for something this year. I don't know how can we, and I don't want to know how we're going to up that. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to come out of that blank check that you write. All right, we're now how long into Catalyst since we came to market? Three years. We've been in business. Well, we incorporated in the end of 2016, but Kevin and I didn't know what we were doing. We just had two and a half million dollars, and we just we wasted a million of it doing the worst things just that didn't make any sense but we did market research we we're building the product build some proof of concepts but we didn't officially go to market publicly until january of 2020 so oh wow technically we've been on the market for a year and a half a year and a half yeah <laughs> that's cool which is um, great i mean that's awesome <laughs> i mean okay great growth for not very long time i feel like because i was gonna ask you know i want to ask about advice for your previous self but i think if i go back to beyond 2020 then there's just going to be way too many things that you wish you could scream at your 2016 self oh gosh way too many (laughs) so if i go back let's say a year and a half let's go back to january of 2020 yeah one piece of advice now that you wish you could give yourself back then it was tough i mean kevin was on a ventilator what what you know there's not there's not many mistakes (laughs) that i made like no one's going to be like oh edward why didn't you do this? It's like, well, I'm sorry, my brother's, you know, on the ventilator. But I think the only advice I would probably give is that we ourselves should have, oh man, this is a tough one. What advice? I gave myself so much space for last year. I think all of us. Yeah, we all all gave ourselves a lot of space over the last year and a half. Yeah. Uh, If I had to give myself a little bit more advice is probably not drink that much alcohol. I am now... I know this sounds weird, but I'm like addicted or like it's it doesn't even phase me anymore. Like drinking every night was just how I pass time um, and how you cope and how you relax. With yeah, life. how I coped, how I relax, how I dealt with like, was this even reality of w- what I was experiencing? So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I don't go overboard, but like having a drink every night is not abnormal for me, which is I'm not sure where I want to be. But um, I mean, it's a good one. I, I feel like I have the same one for myself. I think at the point 
like I've gone through periods um, down to do dry January with you if you want to do something like that. But see, I don't want to do dry January. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun to me. I like there having other a ways. glass of tequila every night. I mean, I think one is fine. I told I'm my waiting for that you... article where they try and sell you red wine as a glass of red wine every night as a good thing. I'm waiting for a glass of tequila every night is a good thing because then I am the healthiest person on this planet right now. So literally, I was having a drink or two every night for probably a solid year and a half. And so at one point I looked it up because I was like, okay, I'm going to make myself feel really guilty because I'm going to look up and it's going to be bad for my health and it's going to be bad for all this stuff. And literally like all the 10 articles, I don't know if they're backed by like the, the major alcohol producers, but it's... You know, one to two a day is not bad at all, as long as you're waking up and you're not hungover. Um, it actually increases your in circulation and your blood flow because it dilates your blood vessels, all these things. And I'm like, OK, this is not what I came on here for. But thank you for the validation. Yeah, I mean, I didn't read I didn't need those articles <laughs> to keep drinking. But yeah, good to know. I'm giving them to you now. I don't know if I have anything else. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about today? No, I see you all the time. So, yeah, <laughs> well, we haven't, you done, and I we haven't done our podcast for a year, now, but... Now, we, in the first one, we were like, okay, we have no subscribers. So, yeah. like, we have no idea. Now, it's been, we're at, like, nearly 20,000 downloads, and we're at thousands of listens all the time, every week. So, you know, a bit of a bigger platform than we had a year ago. You created a hell of an audience, and, uh, you know, I like the new name, you know, Humans of SaaS. I think it's a, it speaks to the point of, like, Look, customer success is not just a department. It's a whole embodiment of an entire community and probably the most important, fastest growing community. And I think the types of people that you can bring onto the show is highly relevant. Like everything in SaaS is all related, whether it's marketing, sales, um, product, engineering, they're all related to CSO. I, I love it. It's a great new name. and. I don't know if you had your face as big in the previous one as before, but you're definitely... Maybe we would have grown the podcast faster. Yeah, or yeah. we would have not grown at all. Yeah, yeah, Okay, last question then. Which guest would be the best guest for me to possibly have on? Next? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll get them for next week, but yeah, know, yeah, well, on, on this season. I like to hear from, you know, one of the billionaires. I want you to hit them with hard questions that they've never seen before. They're so, they're so unrelatable. Other than what the tabloid says about them, it's like, they don't show anything. They don't have any conversations. Other than it's like they're getting subpoenaed uh, in front of the White House and they ha they have to say something. So I would True. love it for you to get one of the billionaires. You know who I'm talking about. I can spam um, Mark Cuban with memes. We'll see if we can get it. No, Mark Cuban's out there. He's 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 a good, he's he's a very open and transparent. Uh, uh, well, he's an open, transparent billionaire. But the other ones like, you know. Like the, Bezos uh, the other Mark, Musk, yeah. uh, Bezos of the world, like get get those guys. I yeah. want to hear from him. I think Zuckerberg's in the, zoo, in the news enough this week, but uh, yeah, maybe once. Well, this is a know. platform for him to, you know, <laughs> open up and share his thoughts. I would love that. I'll, I'll do my best. All right. Let's, let's email CEO at Facebook.com. Perfect. Thanks, Edward. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars and leave a review. Make sure to subscribe. And if you want to reach out to us, our email is community at getcatalyst.io.